Hey there, and welcome back to another exciting, fresh, wonderful episode of A Conversation for One Podcast. The podcast where I, uh, I don't know, talk about, discuss, ramble on about a variety of topics ranging from horror and sci-fi, multimedia, theme parks, Canadiana, and so much more. How are you guys doing? It's been a bit, eh? Um, lots of exciting news. I was going to bring up a specific topic. Who knows? We might get into there, but right now I'm actually just trying out something different, something new. So this episode specifically, if you guys haven't been kind of following me, my life, me life, yar, yar, um, I've been up to quite a lot recently. Um, everything from, you know, like every episode lately on this podcast has been, Hey, you know how I was doing some consistent work and it was like patchy, but you kind of loved it. Here's where I've been, but here's another update. Um, here's where I've been. So as you all know, I was doing those jam reviews. They were taking a lot of my time and, uh, I'd love to keep telling you that I'm still doing those jam reviews, but unfortunately I am not, not as consistently anyways. Um, what am I doing now though? I, <laughs> I have this other podcast, which I've been promoting somewhat heavily on this, upon this podcast called Not a Class Project with Mel and Ty, which I'm really loving doing. Um, it's taking me away from like my genre roots and the things I love, but it is fun to have somebody to go off with, um, and just have some banter. Um, I don't have to plan as much. I don't have to script as much. It sounds like I'm being lazy, but I put a lot more work into that show than I ever have put into this one. And I put a lot of work into this show. So if that's not saying something, I don't know what is. Um, but I really wanted to take off just like I wanted this show to take off. And it's not that I've given up on this show. It's just, uh, you know, you got to really put your foot forward when you're starting something. And this one, I have a bit more of a foundation. So, um, it's not that I'm leaving it to die so much as I know that it's got a steady enough foundation that when I'm ready to come pick it up, um, that I'm going to go do that. Um, but also too, I've been <laughs> working a lot, which during the COVID craze is very, very, very stressful. And if you guys have been listening to these past episodes and this isn't the first one you've been listening to, you'll know by now I'm a bit of a workhorse. I don't know why, but I just keep diving into everything. Like I literally can't stop working. I'm like, working before I go to work. Then I work all day during my breaks. I'm doing some more work and then I'm organizing stuff. Then I go home and I work some more. I have dinner, I work, and then I go to bed while I'm lying in bed watching YouTube, trying to fall asleep. I'm thinking, what can I do? Wake up in the morning, do some work, rinse and repeat on my day off. It's all work. Um, and it might not seem like a job to people, um, but I do a lot of things. So I, <laughs> I trade stocks. I, I manage my investments. I have a massive garden for which for some reason during COVID, I thought, yeah, what? That's a perfect idea. And I, I love doing it, but it, we're too far now for me to be like, fuck the garden. I'm going to, I'm going to do just podcasts. I can't do that. And it's just, and it's not how I am. I got to make sure the eggplants turn out. I got to make sure the tomatoes looking good. The rhubarb's fine. You know, the, the figs are turning out. I just got to make sure that it, I'm doing 110%. Um, I have two Amazon stores that well, an eBay store and an Amazon store, which I've mentioned before, which has been selling like fucking hotcakes. I can't keep up. Like I'm doing like three, four, five packages a week. Like I'm moving hundreds of dollars worth of stuff. And it's like, I'm going to run out of stuff. I was just doing it to like clear out my like excessive spending habit that I had. And now I'm, I'm, I'm not just like, you know, balancing out or like having it be like a balanced wash. Like I'm making some profits. So it's like, I can't say no. Um, because again, it's like building reputation and blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah. Then there's like networking and there's like reaching out to people and like all the extra stuff you're doing behind the scenes. And then it's like social life, this, that. So I'm pretty, um, the girlfriend likes to joke that I have like octopus arms because I'll be on the phone with her and I'll be like writing something down or confirming a sale or I'll be like printing something and writing it. And it's just, I'm always just, I can't shut it off. I'd love to just be like, I'm just going to drink beer and relax. But in my mind, which is like never fun, it's like, I can't relax because there could, I'm like wasting this time. I could be doing something with it. So now that you guys know, like my whole mental stigma that comes to what I'm doing right now. So right now I have been investing and diversifying. And instead of being like, Hey, I'm just going to be a normal fucking person, do my homework on like how to make an actual sound system and have like a little office. I can't do that. A, I don't live in my own house, so I can't just like create a room that's going to be like my office and invite people. B, COVID kind of put a damper on that. So I'd love to say like everybody knows how to record themselves on a microphone. Um, 
and like send me the audio or for me to record the audio. But <laughs> before I insult potential guests, I, for whatever reason, on my old laptop could figure out a way with so- a different software I downloaded that I could down, I could get what they're saying and what I'm saying, but it never worked properly. And then with my new computer, sorry if I just bumped that, I'll try and get that out. It, it's like a quad, quad processor, like a, a gig of like, uh, it's like, f- I can't remember anymore. It's like four gigs of RAM or eight gigs of RAM. It's like a terabyte of like a memory or yeah. And it's like, it's not enough. Like literally I run audacity with Google Chrome and my computer can't do it. So I don't know what Microsoft does, but they just love to fucking shoehorn a shit ton of programs into their thing that run full tilt all the time. So I've been shutting off programs. I've been deleting programs. I've been like, just trying to, I turn on task manager before I record on a brand new laptop just so audacity doesn't crash. So I've been looking for fun new ways to go. Let me, yeah, let me tie that together. So when I do not a class project, the new one, I love doing it because I have Melanie there to bounce stuff off of me. And I'm not saying like, it's nice to just like talk with a friend because like, you know, Melanie and I were like, good partners. Like we are good partners that way. Like we balance each other out, but it's not like friend talk. It's not like just like, you know, it's not like just having, we're not just shooting the shit. Um, so I would love to talk to people that I know that have the exact same interest in me, um, that know as much stuff as I do. Like, like I'd love to have another Kaiju conversation with Scott. I would love to have another Epcot uh, in the conversation with Catherine. And that's kind of why actually why I've been diversifying. So I have a portable, I just bought a brand new, um, like brand new, like, uh, came out of the ass end of 2019. Sony, Sony portable recorder that I'm going to be playing around with. I finally fixed my old phone. So I'm, I'm right now I'm recording this. If, if it's really awful, I apologize, but I'm recording this on an iPhone 5S that I've completely wiped. And basically it's just been used for, jam reviews and podcasts. I do the video on it. So it doesn't fill up my phone and I do the audio on it. What like I do this for backup recordings. So I'm hoping that, um, I've been kind of doing some research on it. I've got a different, um, tripod, a little tripod for it. So it could actually be held up and used as a microphone. So when I'm traveling, if I'm going to so-and-so's house or if I'm meeting so-and-so at, um, you know, if we rent an office or something that we can do this at, then it works out better than me lugging all my shit around and trying to like fucking connect microphones. Cause honestly, that's what I used to put people through. If they came over to my spot, I would be like, like Catherine, for example, was the first, um, actual guest I had on the show. Um, which she has the honor of saying she was the first guest on the show that I actually had in person on the show to record with me. Um, Scott, I, that was a whole other learning ground. I record it on the phone, but I did it on a speakerphone like a complete idiot. And that's why it sounds god awful. And that took me a hundred years to edit and it's still not perfect. It probably never will be. Um, but then I slowly started figuring stuff out. But the same with Matt, like Matt would come over. He was downloading stuff. We were trying, it was just this mess. Cause like, I don't know, it's a lot to take in. And for some whatever goddamn reason, I can't figure it out, but I want to get this ready. And I've actually, I've mentioned this on past shows and that's what I've done entirely since I started doing not a class project is I have new audio editing software that I'm paying for. It's a bit, it's like more money for me to put out. Cause you're already paying for your host site. You're paying for advertising, which I stopped doing. And uh, now I'm paying for this, uh, um, editing software and it's not perfect, but goddamn, it does like a 90% job or an 85% job. And it does it in like 10 seconds. Like I, it takes for an hour episode. It has it done in like 15, 20 minutes, which by all means fucking it's worth the money. Cause like I used to record, you guys know it would be anywhere between a half hour to a two hour podcast. It would take me literally, and I'm not even kidding upwards sometimes 12 hours to edit that thing. And it still wasn't perfect. Um, so with that being said, I have this new, these new mics that I'm going to be bringing around to people. I have, um, connections that I've been keeping ripe and still talking to. And, uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm really excited to announce that I'm going to be doing a lot of new episodes. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I, a lot of new episodes for a conversation for one podcast. So lining up here and I've done this before. So please forgive me if none of these happen. I've had it where like, you're going to love these and nothing happens, but here we go. So we're going to be doing a brand new Epcot up in the conversation, um, with Catherine Koontz, which 
a lot of people love that episode. And I personally enjoyed making that episode. There's some episodes where I'm like, I'm passionate about a subject, but like, it's kind of a burden to do. We could have talked for hours. We could have shot the shit for hours and it's been almost over a year now. Um, so I think it's long overdue is basically what I'm getting at. So I cannot wait. I've been talking to her, um, but doing that, uh, Cooper S Beckett, who, um, is the author of the Oz good is gone novels. I recently started his second one, which came out last year. Um, still haven't finished it. Cause again, I just told you my whole story of how I'm goddamn swamped. I'm hoping to cut back on a lot of things, but I love money. I love working and I really want everything I do to take off. So it's kind of a, cr a crutch, kind of a curse, but I mean, it's better than being lazy is how I tell myself. It's what I tell myself anyways. Um, so he is like, yeah, man, I'm like read the book. If you want me on for a spoiler cast, I would love that. And personally, I would love that because that man is a treasure. He's a gift and the world is about to know it. Um, I don't know if I can say this, but if you guys don't follow him, his, his books, they got picked up for a TV uh, series. Like, they are good. Like if you haven't listened to my episode where I'm reviewing the book, it's a goddamn delight at, uh, like I said, that man is a treasure, that mind in there. He's got something good and I can't wait to see where that series goes. If uh, it keeps going. Um, so I'm going to try and read that book. If I can find some fucking time, I'm going to try and do that. And then, um, yeah, have him on the show. So whether I'm doing a book review and then a separate episode with him or just doing the review with him and we're getting a little behind the scenes, I'd love to share that with you guys because I would love to have it. That's the best part about doing a podcast just by yourself. It's like we're doing what I want to do. Um, and hopefully you guys like it too, you know, hopefully you're along for the ride there. Um, other than that, you know, I still have lots of other connections with lots of other people, um, you know. Um, Christopher, uh, who else was on the show? I'd love to have Matt on the show. I mean, I have a lot of dear friends who wanted to be on the show for a lot of things, like anything from like James Bond, Star Trek, Doctor Who. Um, what was the other thing that we were going to be talking about here? Oh, somebody wanted to talk to me about Marine Land, like goddamn Marine Land. Like hell yeah. Uh, so hopefully we can start doing all those things. And not to mention, I have a ton of unfinished episodes that I would love to start working on now that I have proper editing, proper recording stuff. And like, I'm really in the mood for it. So when I'm in the mood for something, I'm going to just pop everything out and I'm probably still going to keep everything to like two episodes a month, maybe three. Um, but for now, we're going to be for sure getting one episode a month. It's a little bit of a drawback, but it's better than getting no episodes a month, which is kind of what it's been for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of sci-fi episodes. Yeah, I have a lot of film shame episodes that you guys can look forward to. I've got two kind of in the can. I've got still got my episode on Robocop. I still got, um, um, well, here's the other thing. So I was doing Patreon for a while. I had a bunch of episodes that I had ready for Patreon and I was calling them a conversation for none. I had about three, four episodes done on there. And I honestly, I just never put them up. I didn't because I was like, you know, it is so unfair for me to put stuff up there. Like, I'm pretty sure I said this on my last episode. It was going to be stuff that doesn't really fit the niche. It's just like more things that you guys want to hear about. But honestly, the fact that you guys are still here, like still like listening to this, I still get pretty consistent listens, which blows my mind. I'm still getting like 10, 20 listens every week for episodes. I haven't been promoting for a long time, which is crazy. And it, it fills me with, with joy. I still get so, so many listens and, um, <laughs> You know, it's not really about the money at the end of the day. Like, would I love to make money? Sure. Who wouldn't? But like, just knowing people are listening to it, it's still like, it might be a small number to some people, but it's a big number to me. And it really means a lot. Um, but I'm just going to probably upload those. I'll tweak them a bit and, uh, you know, I'll make them special and I'll put them up. That way you guys get a little extra content. And as for Patreon, I'll probably just let the wolves take that, to be honest. I, I brought it back already once. Basically, Patreon's kind of funny. They're like, hey, you haven't made any money in about six months. So we just took it offline, which is like, this is fun. So if they're not getting any cut, then they don't want any, any part of it. So yeah. So I kind of, I'm going to be doing that. And, um, I also kind of got this recorder so that I can start doing car rants, which a lot of people really dug the conjuring car rant. I still remember getting a lot of messages for that. So the next one that's going to be coming up, kind of a teaser, but it's going to be the Kelvin timeline, Star Trek. So if you're into Star Trek, that's always what the thing that keeps pulling me back. Like, I don't know if I'm going to do another conversation for one podcast. Um, and then it's like, 
but Star Trek. So some new Star Trek news came up and, um, yeah, like, I mean, I was about to dive into it right now, but basically here's the hot take right here. We got three amazing movies. I love the second movie. Not too many people do. Um, we got some cool shows that kind of like rode off of that energy. Um, am I the biggest fan of them? No. Am I excited to see what this new show is going to be like with, um, with Captain Pike? You better fucking believe it. I'm excited to see it. And then Star Trek four, what's happening with it? You know, we have the brand new one that's going to be coming out. They cancel it. So Justin Lenz is gone. They're not doing it anymore. Then what's happening with it? I don't know. The contracts are up and that's maybe we won't get any more, but they resign all of the main, the main stars, the main crew. Okay. So are we getting a new one? Yes, we are. JJ Abrams is producing and Chris Hemsworth is back as Pike's dad or as a uh, Kirk's dad. Exciting. Scrap that. It's not happening. Wait, it is. New director. Wait. Quentin Tarantino's making an R-rated Star Trek. Wait, there's another Star Trek four lace listed. Wait, the one with uh, Kirk's dad is canceled. Wait, there's another one. It's canceled. What's going on with the series? What do I love about the series? I'm going to do that in a car rant. So just stay tuned for that. I'm excited because obviously, if you can't tell, I love the Kelvin timeline and I <laughs> get your eggs ready, but I find that to be peak Star Trek. It's the right amount of action. It's the right amount of lovable characters. Is it pure Trek? No, like Trek is a whole other thing. Like Trek is usually the fundamentals of like humanity, um, the social balance, philosophical nature of like um, society and human nature. Those things, the movies don't really touch on too, too much. The first movie did quite a bit. The third movie, a little. Um, but they're fun. And that's what Star Trek needs to be. It's not I'm not saying it needs to be shallow, but. I will be the first to admit that like good Trek is often very boring, very dry, and it can be a painful watch for a lot of people. And the fan base is going to only get worse and only get lesser. If you keep doing that sort of thing, I'm sorry. I think I knocked it again. Again, I'm, this is just completely a trial, a little update, a little, uh, what's going on. And, um, so I'll try, I'll try and get that out. I'm sorry if I, if I booped it a little too hard. Um, but as, as for that, other than that, um, yeah, I um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to be happening. I am excited to see what happens. Um, I just did that new episode with uh, Melanie, my co-host for Not A Class Project, on Twilight of all things. I know I was like, but it works, you know, it works. So I was, I was, I was kind of excited to do it, and it, you know, what it, it's not a very typical, uh, not a, uh, not a conversation. Jesus fusing the two. It's not a typical conversation for one podcast episode, but I really liked it, and uh, I thought it was nice to get some new content out for you guys. It felt really good for me to get some new content out because it was, it was, uh, it was nice to interview again. It was nice to be curious um, and to. Um, just have sort of like an intellectual conversation as opposed to like a talk, talk show format. And, uh, it's kind of what made me miss doing this. Um, also too, that audio, um, editing thing, I've bought more credits. So I really, I really want this show to be good and I want it to have a lasting impression. So I know the episodes are a little rough and you guys have been absolute troopers to go through it and to listen to each one with like the spiking audio. And God knows I tried my absolute best and I put a lot of work into it. I have, I almost ruined my relationship. I spent so much time doing it. Um, you know, went into work absolutely exhausted with like three hours of sleep when I was working seven days a week last year, still making new episodes. Um, still, you know, doing everything I could, um, but I think I'm going to go through slowly and redo the episodes. And while I said before, I was going to redo them. It's literally the some, for some of these episodes, it'll be a triple treatment because when I first started doing these episodes, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. So I was like shoestring shit together. And like, they were like, when I went to redo a few of them the first time, it was an absolute fucking nightmare. And it's like, I don't know. It would be kind of like seeing aliens look at like how they used to do stuff, like how medieval people used to do medicine and just be like, what the fuck is going on? That's kind of what it feels like. So I'm just going to take the raw versions of these and I'm going to put them through so that balances out. There's no more spikes, um, that the audio isn't weird. And hopefully, fingers crossed, it makes a lot of these a lot more um, palatable for your ears. Um, that being said, once I get all the audio done, 
I've, I've had this YouTube channel for fucking years. Um, and I'm finally verified on it. And so I'm going to start making some, um, videos for the channel. And while I would love to say I'm going to be making like videos and it's not impossible. I have all the equipment. Like I fuck know. Everyone knows like I have all the fucking equipment for it. I got a GoPro. I've got two great cameras. Um, lots of mics. It's just again, the time, but I'm going to put all of the old, all the, um, past and then future episodes onto YouTube. Once I start getting the ball rolling on the, um, audio, I know it sounds like a lot and it really does, but you know, if I'm going to keep plugging away at it, it's not going to be all done tomorrow. It's not going to be all done the next day or the day after that, but I'm hoping in the coming months that all these things find a cluster and snowball into each other. Now, that being said, because you guys usually come here looking for stuff. You know what I recently started watching? So first of all, like I, I, I buy shutter. So I have shutter on Amazon prime and I honestly love it. But like, again, with the time thing, right. I'm like, ah, the only thing I've been really watching is like the odd YouTube, the odd YouTube video. And, um, and it's great and it's fine, but like, I haven't been able to really soak too much time into stuff for a while. I was watching a lot of CFL and, uh, I, you know, I watched a couple of movies here and there. Oh, movies before we even get into this. So the nineties pulp period films, uh, I've been meaning to watch them. And it's like, I started that series. I was like, I'm going to watch these and I'm going to talk about them. And like, it just stopped. And it wasn't because you guys didn't listen to the episode. You guys liked the episode. It's because I ran out of time. I've had literally all of those movies on my stick. And I kick myself for not doing it at the height of COVID when I was off work for like a week and a half. Cause I just figured, Hey, I'm just going to be off work. I, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it. Cause like I'm just enjoying being off, but then work called and they're like, Hey, you're back in. And I was like, damn, that wasn't long. I was only off work for two weeks tops and maybe three weeks, like two and a half weeks before I had to go back into work. So that whole first week was just me getting stuff done. And then that next week I was just chillaxing and I should have not, I should have just did stuff, but you know, you live and you learn. Um, so the next one will be the shadow. I've been meaning to watch it. So I will get that one done. So we will do the Kelvin timeline and we will do the shadow. And at some point in there, we're going to have another ep caught up in the conversation with Catherine Coons. Um, so look forward to those three episodes. I don't know the order they're going to be coming out, but those will be the next ones that are coming out. Um, so yeah, there is something to look forward to. The show is not dead. Um, and we're going to try and bring some life back to Instagram. I've the followers have only been dropping off and I can't blame them. I barely post on there because there's nothing to be posting about. Um, so the only thing that I've been really watching recently, cause I, again, I saw that I had shutter and I was like, damn, I was going through it. And I was like, I am in the mood for some horror, but my brain for some reason is like, I can't sit down to watch a movie. I'll watch a show. So instead of watching like one and a half hours of a movie, that's like concrete and I could talk about, I'm like, yeah, I'll just keep watching a half hour to 45 minutes of this, this show. And so I've peeled through a whole hour or a whole season and a half of, um, Ash versus Evil Dead. My uncle was a shaman. When I was a kid, he would say, evil is always waiting in the shadows. And only one man would rise to stand against it. Pablo. I'm going to tell you something I've never told anyone. 30 years ago, my friends and I spent the night at a cabin. We found the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, the Book of the Dead. Certain passages were recited. It awoke something in the woods. Something evil. I was the only one to escape, but now the evil has found me. First thing I gotta do is see a guy about a book. There must be some spell I can say to undo all this. The other first thing I gotta do is some cardio, because my heart is jackhammering like a quarterback on prom night. Now there's a lot of love. There's a, a lot of love. There's a lot to love about Ash versus Evil Dead. First of all, if you're not a fan of the Evil Dead series, I get it because it's kind of all over the place. 
Weirdly enough, and for friends of mine from university, like they know this about me, I never like a series, and I'm sure I've mentioned this on the show before, I never like slash watch a series in the normal way. I'm always like, if there's four movies, I start it with a third, watch the first, then the fourth, then the second. I'm like, man, this is a weird series. And it's like, yeah, because you fucking watch it like an idiot. So for Evil Dead, I grew up loving, 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 loving Army of Darkness. Loved it so much. Like it played all the time on the street on the Scream Network, and I loved Army of Darkness. And actually, one of my close friends got me the poster Army of Darkness that I sadly my mom sold at a garage sale. I loved that poster. I was going to get it framed. It's not a big deal. I'm still sad about it. Anyways, so this. So the first movie, Evil Dead, is like very um, independent horror. Uh, not too funny. There are some moments, but that's not what it's intended to do. And the second movie is basically almost a shot-for-shot remake of the first movie with some new lore attached, the humor that we've come to love, and um, better effects. Army of Darkness is a whole other movie. It's got its own narrative that's like he's brought Ash. We're following Ash Williams, who's played by the wonderful Bruce Campbell. And he's brought back to the medieval time, the medieval time era to fight the Deadites and basically like the Necronomicons, like evil, whatever evil that is. It's it's always left a tad vague. And that's what makes the Evil Dead series so good is like there are demons, there are Deadites. Um, the book is evil, but it's like, how does it work? We don't really know. Are they, are they demons? Not really. Are they ghosts? Not quite. Are they zombies? Again, not really. There's some, something in between. And it's kind of what makes it very iconic. You have an, a wonderful standout, um, a test of time kind of hero that is Ash Williams, who is like the equivalent of a slasher, but a good guy. And then you have these wonderful creations that are deadites, which could be seen as lazy, but they're really not. They are, there's something new. They're well fleshed out and not at the same time. And it's like that intrigue kind of that builds the kind of definition of what they are. Ash versus evil dead is basically more Ash and evil dead for the people that love it. And they've also somehow made it so that it's very accessible for people that have never seen evil dead by adding two new characters and a new plot. So it's a little bit of like the past, a little uh, hint of this, a little dash of that to be like, you remember this, you remember that? And then he's got that com- charisma about him. They're like, I love Ash Williams. Bruce Campbell is just as a, just a powerful force of a goddamn actor. He just gives everything always. And every line, whether it's corny or like the right kind of corny, it, he hits it right on the head. Like it's perfect every single time. And the way that Ash versus Evil Dead works is it, like I said, it, it peppers you with the stuff that you know, and it's pretty heavy actually in like the Evil Dead lore while fully expanding something new. It's fully giving you more of a backstory of Ash without holding your hand. And that's kind of what I love. Sometimes I love when like a series or a movie, like a, or a franchise will like hold your hand or be fan servicey. And it is nice sometimes to have your balls tickled that way. <laughs> Sorry if that's like, a weird way way of saying it. I don't know why I said it that way. And it is nice though sometimes to have that. But other times though, it's like, no, I want something new. Like give me like familiar, but give me something new. Like I don't need to see the same thing again. I don't need the same Star Wars movie every fucking time. I don't need like the same things to happen in the Marvel movies every fucking time. Like if the fans are whining about it, I don't want it in the movie. That's kind of how I am. But this is nice. We follow um Kelly and Pablo. Um, they're like basically like the two people that work with Ash at the department store and full, um, full disclaimer here. There might be a couple spoilers, but also don't spoil anything for me. I've only watched the first two seasons of the four or five that are available and I'm loving it right now. And I haven't even finished the second season. So I'm just going to talk about what I've known because I feel like I'm cheating you to guys just to be like, listen to my personal problems. This is an episode. Um, so that being said, there's always like the cool moments where like Ash is jumping and the chainsaw goes in his hand. I feel like I've talked about this in a past episode, but humor me. And those moments are amazing. And, um, the first season is actually great because it's basically pulling Ash back into the hero, like into that hero role. He's like past it. He's still got like that macho ism about him. And he's still like very, um, kind of like high school jock, like I, I fuck anything that walks, like shoot first, think later, kind of like that mentality. And it's cool because that's the Ash we've known, we known and love. And, um, it is kind of neat. 
the effects are really cool. Um, you have like Sam Raimi, like actually directing some of the episodes and he wrote some of the episodes and you can tell like the first one is very much like the love letter. The second episode really gets into the characters. So, so like the first episode, if you thought some of these things are a little shoehorn, I didn't expect this person to die. Where are they going with this? Is this an open and closed season? The second season is like, nope, yes, no. And to, basically to everything, it answers everything right off, right off the cusp. The first season does not end, I will say, how you expect it to end, which is perfect because it completely leads into, oh, like, this is like, this could be an open and closed, but it's also like, it's definitely not though. And it's not, they, they, they basically say that right out of the gate. Like, the way the second season opens up, the characters are all are more in tune with like the situation of like the deadites being back around. Um, you know, Ash is like, he's cool with like putting the hero role down again. Um, but like uh, Pablo and Kelly are like, no, something's going to happen eventually. And sure enough, sure shouldn't the first episode, it wastes no time right out of the hop. It's like, yep, Ash is the one that has to come back. Interesting to note though, that I noticed in the first season, they do a lot of flashbacks and homage and even references to evil dead one specifically a lot of evil dead one and a little bit of evil dead two. But they never, ever, ever mention anything else. No um, prequel movie, which I can't think of what it's called. Something like Inside the Cabin or Into the Cabin or something like that. There's like a, a, a student film that Sam Raimi made, which is basically a precursor. I haven't seen it, but if I had to guess, my buddy Scott has seen it. So um, I'd have to see what his opinions are on that. But I, I have not seen it, and I'm sure I could pull it up. Um, but they made... No mention to anything else, especially not Army of Darkness, which is huge. It was a big movie when it came out. And if you saw the poster, you know exactly the movie that I'm talking about because it's just one of those iconic cover arts. It was a, an iconic movie, very 90s. I loved it. Like I said, it's shaped kind of who I am. It's not like I'm like, I watch that movie every year or anything, but I still remember a great deal of it because it's encapsulated a great amount of my my brain space from childhood. Anyways, though, they never mentioned it. Funny enough, though, second season, they've mentioned it a lot slash have shown it. So I'm wondering, did they get like the rights back? Like, were the rights tied up? Because I'm pretty sure all three of the movies were made by different studios, um, maybe distributed by different studios, produced by different um, companies. Who knows? But I feel like it had to be a rights thing, because why wouldn't you sh why wouldn't you have shown everything right from the beginning? And the thing is, the second season has made a couple callbacks to Evil Dead 2, but a lot to Army of Darkness. Not like overwhelmingly, but still like more than none. And that's a lot. Um, I'm excited to see what happens right now. I think I'm on like episode five. There's like 10 or somewhere between like 10 to a dozen episodes per season. The first one flew by and like I had already watched the first season, but I, I just had a hankering. Like I said, after watching, like going through the Shudder movies and Shudder's got a lot of stuff, guys. If you don't have Shudder yet, you can get it through Amazon Prime. If you have a PS4, you can watch it on your computer. And I'm pretty sure there's an actual app for like Xbox One and uh, probably for like your Roku or even whatever. You, and it's cheap. It's like six bucks a month for like unlimited horror and like exclusive horror, exclusive horror um, shows old stuff and to if you don't have amazon prime you're fucking missing out because there's a ton of old horror movies on there tons of like genre pictures sci-fi it's got a lot of stuff like i like netflix netflix as much as the next guy but i'm finding myself going on amazon a lot more in fact you know what i'm gonna talk about the boys i'm gonna write that down that was a goddamn good show i watched the whole season of the boys in two fucking days that's probably the most i've watched a tv show since covid um but that's not what we're talking about but uh so Ash vs. the Evil Dead, I, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'd love to watch this again after like combing through some of the Shutter movies and having a hankering. You know, we went through this. Like, I didn't want to watch a movie, but for some reason I was fine watching like 20 half hour to 45 minute shows. So I put it on and, um, I was like, I kind of remembered. I kind of don't. And then as I was watching and like getting through like the last couple episodes, I was like, yeah, I remember, but I must not have watched the last episode or the second last episode. So that was all pretty new, but I did remember a good amount of it. <sighs> then the second season has been nonstop. We meet Ash's dad. Ash goes back to his, the town in Michigan that he's from, which is great because again, it has callbacks to his car. It has callbacks to all the different movies that the car was in. And you see army of darkness, you see, uh, evil dead one, you see evil dead two. Um, 
it's just really, it's really cool, um, to kind of be back there. And right now, like the show itself is developing its own lore and we're in the second season. So there's stuff that was like sans movies and like sans comics or anything that's like, and it's believable, which is the best part. So you're getting more lore with the Necronomicon. You're finding out the people who wrote the Necronomicon. You're finding out like how the Deadites work, what they work for, who they work for. Um, basically like the effects it has on regular people. Um, basically, uh, Ash's psyche, like being an older guy now, he's like in his like later fifties, early sixties. And like he's been dealing with this for like 25, 30 years. Um, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. And I'm sure once I finish this, like the series, I'll do an episode on it. Um, kind of ran out of steam there at the end, but, um, yeah, I just, I wanted to see how this turned out again, using this iPhone five ass microphone. Um, look forward to new episodes guys. And, um, yeah, if you're not subscribed, please subscribe because it's worth your time. I will be putting out, putting out more episodes if you haven't left a rating or review, it does mean a great deal for you guys to do that. And I know everybody says that, but honestly, it does. Um, make sure you comment on Instagram posts, anything, right? Anything that'll gain more, um, more views, more listens. Um, I'd appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, make sure you watch Ash versus Evil Dead. Look forward to new episodes. Um, get Shudder. Um, other than that, though, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, you know where to find me. If you're listening to this, you're probably a fan by now. Um, stay excellent. Um, stay rad. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> Almost fucked that up. And uh, yeah, guys, Tyler out. Just kidding. <laughs> Did you guys think I was going to just give you this such a half-baked episode? So as you can tell already, I am using the real microphone, the one that you've come to know and love. And um, I'm just full of fucking piss and vinegar. I have been doing jam reviews all morning. I finished Ash vs. Evil Dead. I am on my third cup of Joseph and I am just raring to go. So I said four or five seasons. Goddamn, I just finished the third season and found out what the fuck. What the fuck? Also, by the way, there are going to be some spoilers here because, like I said, I am just fucking. There's a this is a whole other fucking wavelength. Before it's like ba ba ba, and I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry, but I don't give a fuck right now. I'm just fucking. Anyways, Ash versus Evil Dead. So I finished the the third season. There's going to be spoilers, by the way. So if you're like if you were done listening, then stop listening. So I finished the third season, and it's like that's it. Do you want a preview for a new show? And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. So I'm looking it up and Bruce Campbell, God bless the man, but he's like, I'm done playing Ash. So stars, that fucking network, they cancel the fucking show. It's done. It did three amazing seasons. The first season, a little problematic, but like still like just an absolute love letter to the fans without being too fan servicey. Like it had its issues. It really did. Um, cause like it's tough because you had to introduce new characters that people can like fall in love with, but also like kind of like walking through the series if you're not like too fresh with it or like if you've never seen it before. Cause they're trying to get a lot of new audience members, right? And you can't blame them for that. But you know, a lot of like the typical stuff, like, um, it's like, oh, the, the person, like we're both after the same thing. And then eventually like the person that, Basically, like, it comes to, like, some sort of a standstill. But then once you get into the second season, characters are more fleshed out. The second season, by far, is the best season. The third season... Let me just talk about the second season here for a second. So, the second season, we're dealing with Ball. And these characters come into their own. There's a couple problematic things in the first season, like Ash... Spoiler again, Ash surrenders in the first season. And it's just like... Maybe the Ash from Evil Dead 1 and the beginning of Evil Dead 2, but the Ash that we come to know and love at the end of Evil Dead 2, and especially through Army of Darkness, like this like fucking crusading hero, he never would have been like, deal. But at the same time, in a human element, he's like, you know what, I'm like, I'm in my 50, like, 50, as he does. He's like, I'm fucking sick of this. So yeah, I just want to retire. But it's still like, 
this kind of hero that like has been created in this like Raimi verse of like Evil Dead, Ash would never retire. So I never bought it. But anyways, season two, though, he's right back in the shit. We're facing Ball, which is like a really cool enemy to have. He's this demon that is like incredibly irresistible, incredibly persuasive, like this sex demon. And like basically he he makes you like he'll make you like want to have sex with him he'll make you do like kill people like he just completely gets in your mind can like actually like fuck with you mentally too like keep you in a mind prison as he does to ash which i loved because there was basically the whole first half of this episode where ball actually gets ash in his grip ash is like basically like go fuck yourself every left turn like every single turn he's like nope like you're not gonna break me and i was just like it's the simp it's like this like um I'm not like almost arrogance, but also like stupidity, but still being like smart. Like I love the fact that Ash like trusts, trusts his gut. He might not have like a 230 like fucking IQ, but he always knows. He always knows. Like he never, he's always on top of it. Like, you know, like a character in a horror genre, that's probably why he stands the test of time. A character in a horror genre that is like, you know what? I trust my gut and this scenario feels wrong or this person can't be trusted. It's like fucking right. Yes. Like seeing through sometimes when the, the, the me, like a person watching the TV can't see it. And I, I hold myself pretty high in that caliber of like seeing like how a whole movie's going to play out as soon as I start watching it. But then we get into the third season and out of fucking nowhere, Ash is a daughter. And I get it. Story needs to roll on. Narratives need to move forward. And I was like, I don't really know how I feel about this. But literally, holy fuck, she is like such a huge detractor for this whole fucking show. The third season is good. Like we keep following Lucy Lawless's character, Ruby, who's like the air quote dark one. But then we get more dark ones. And then there's somebody who's a bigger dark one. And she's like a witch but then she was originally supposed to be a demon and her lore and like canonosity just within this show is like a clusterfuck so i'm not even going to touch it with a 10-foot pole but she's back and she's like the different younger ruby because the original ruby that we met who was evil who originally came back again somehow she also comes back again in the second season and now she's mortal she was immortal before that's a weird catch-up for you guys but it's fucking weird so she's this younger one now and um basically she's been living in this shithole town um for like two years for some reason and ashton somehow no i don't know it's 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 weird so anyways we get the daughter and the daughter is supposed to be like they're getting the plan is to get rid of ash's seed so in the show there's a sperm bank like scene in one of the episodes where the deadites come and they just try to destroy the demons or just destroy the demons they try to destroy his seed so uh, it even it was a bit much for me it was like i was like jesus fucking christ there's semen fucking getting flung everywhere heads being like smashed into like vials of jizz and i was like jesus but um they're trying to destroy it because they're trying to get rid of ash because ash el jefe is the chosen one and they're trying to destroy his lineage we get introduced to a couple new things here like the knights of sandaria or something like that it's basically like knights of the templar thing um where they're basically lord of the rings style like they were the men that like got ripped out these pages from the necronomicon or the demonata de morta whatever the book whatever you want to call the book it's now known as the necronomicon the evil dead one it's got a different name but um i'm fucking all over the place and i apologize so the daughter is a daughter that he had from like a uh basically like getting married in a drunken stupor and um he's like i used my lucky condoms after 50 times and never let me down which i had a good good laugh about but anyway so he finds out he has his daughter and it's like they're like kind of beating up to like ash's seed will like be like the the same as him and strong as him and mentally blah blah blah. and she's literally like fuck she's like literally a high school student like i wouldn't guess she's probably around like 17 18 and she does these like tropes in like the show for like five six episodes of the 10 episodes that i would expect from like a 12 year old character and i was like fucking fuck so it's just like, don't trust this person. This person's evil. No, I'm going to. And it's like, it was like literally watching like Anakin Skywalker with how much whining she was doing. I was like, fuck. And on a, I'm like, again, on a sidebar, as a human element, I get it. It's just like, if your dead mom's talking to you on a phone, you're going to be like, mom, right? Cause you want to hold on to that. Um, if like the person that you've like, you've 
put all your trust in for a year, you're told it's a fucking demon witch that wants to kill you. It would be tough to just turn that off. It'd be like having your best friend be like, hey, man, I'm your best friend. We've been through thick and thin together. And somebody telling you, yeah, your best friend's the one who killed your dad. You'd be like, what the fuck? But that's basically how it works. And she just keeps going. I need to just do this for me, for me. I need it is for me for like four fucking episodes. They're like, hey, can't trust Lucy Lawless, Lawless's character, Ruby. She's a, a witch. I need to do this for me. Next episode, I need to do this for me. Next episode, I need to do this for me. Every fucking time somebody dies or she sees something, but there's like, Dun! like fucking her brain's made of mayonnaise and like just can't fucking figure it out. And it was like one episode, a little frustrating. Fine, I get it. Second episode of that happens. Okay, we get it. She has to learn a lot. Third episode's like, what the fuck? Like, how did you not see this? Like, it's even on the show. It's not even like for the viewer to be like, you see it, but she doesn't see it. One of those moments, it was like, nope, it's all in front of her. How is she not dismantling this? Like, there's one scene. So in this third season, if you haven't watched it yet, again, these are spoilers for this. We're like in spoiler town now. Um, Lucy Lawless's character basically like cuts blood from her hand and then like also takes like the blood that was written in the Necronomicon where it shows Ash being the savior from Army of Darkness. And she like basically is like drinking it and all this weird fucking I don't know. It does they don't really explain how that works, but it does. And she just grows this like weird ash baby that's like a demon, and it becomes this completely reformed uh ash duplicate, but an evil. And in the scene, Ash is like, he's like, look, daughter, I think her name's, yeah, her name's Brandy. He's like, don't go to this fucking dance. We've seen for the last three goddamn episodes, evil is afoot. Deadites are fucking everywhere. You've even killed some, but for some reason, you still can't fucking process it. Um, or also too, like just sidebar here, it'd be like, mom comes back to life. Grandpa comes back to life. It's like, how could you kill them? It's like, They've been dead for years. Like, what the fuck? Like, how are you not fucking figuring this out? You were at your mom's funeral for her to suddenly come back. You're like, but she's here. It's like, what human being would function like that? Like, even just in a reality standpoint. Or it's like, grandpa, you can't kill grandpa. It's like, A, you never met grandpa because he died in fucking season two. B, there's an old man who claims to be your grandpa that you've never met. And he comes to the fucking house. And you're upset when Ash is like, yeah, literally get the fuck out of here. Like, leave. This is not your grandfather. And she's like, fuck you. It's like, why are you upset? You should be fucking petrified that this man is pretending, is going around pretending to be the grandfather that you never met and that died last season. Like, whatever. It's neither here nor there. So she goes to the dance and... um they act like they call him ashy slashy they're like look it's ashy slashy and like literally (laughs) uh bruce campbell's like just walking around like ash was just walking around no chance on hand yet and uh he's just like hey how are you you?" and then this other guy comes he's like oh smoking cannabis huh like that's not good for you but i guess because you're already sinning i'll just take you and he starts killing all these people killing 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 and literally ash shows up and he's like listen like i never lie lying is not my thing i always tell the truth even when it's fucking hard to swallow and it's like true if you think about it he's never he might tell a lie or something to like a demon but when he's talking to like people he's like look we're fucked like he would be that kind of person there's no way out of it there comes two scenes where like the evil ash is there he kills somebody in the room and again dumb as a fucking doorknob daughter is talking to ruby and ash leaves from the back she can see him leave from the back is petrified then sees ash real ash enter from the door on the other side of the room and we're talking a gymnasium here and she's like how could you do this and i'm like did you not see the man leave not and it's not even like he left for 10 minutes then he comes out he left on the right side we're talking 40 50 feet fucking away And then other Ash comes through the door. I get it's TV. I get you're pressed for time. I get stuff needs to happen. But he literally comes through in like I get you could say, oh, shock or something. But in what fucking mindset does that fucking happen? And she's like, how can you do this? And then like she comes running back in. This could have been before. I don't know. This is (laughs) I'm fucking hyped up. If you can't tell from the energy that I'm throwing out here right now and sees Ruby. This is Lucy Lawless's character hunched over a girl with a completely snapped right around like 360 fucking head right and uh i guess would that be 180 no 360 complete circle like 
Like you can see like the fucking crinkles around the neck. And she's like, did like what happened? And Lucy Laws is like, Ash did this. There's no one dead. No one is scared. She's hunched over a body. She's like, okay. I'm like, again, how fucking retarded are we here? And it doesn't end there. She sees that the good Ash is there and the bad Ash. And then finally she's like, you are telling the truth. Like a fucking dumb ass. I was like, fuck me. Like we're at episode seven at this point. And it's been from episode one when we get introduced to her. Like I'm clapping now. Like I was just like, I can't stand the writing for this. We should have fucking had this fixed by episode four. Like to have a badass daughter for the rest of the season. That would have been fucking cool. But we don't get that. And we don't get it even at the end. And I was like, whatever. I'm, I couldn't fucking care less. So um where are we here so yeah so then we finally figure it out and even then it's like deadites are coming and stuff and she's just so fucking stupid ash is like here take my gun i'm gonna go fucking whatever the fuck he's doing i think he goes to rescue one of the characters and to get the, the book so she's like all right and the thing's chasing her and she tries to shoot spirit with a gun now this is not the first time she's been chased with like the deadite like fucking you know like the pov camera that like crawls around i love it it's very it's staple of evil dead um and she tries to shoot at it and then she's like oh and classic like trips over her fucking feet like they're like size 18s and she like manages to get out and goes into the tool shed Picks up her phone and it's her dead mom calling. Her mom died in episode one. We are on episode nine. Episode nine. So she picks up the phone and she's like, no, it's not you. I'm not going to do this. And instead of just being like leaving the phone, she goes to hit decline. It's just like, really? You have to be polite to the demon that's in your fucking phone. And of course... The phone turns into fucking teeth and bites off her thumb. And I was just like, you know what? I wish it took more. I wish it took more because it seems like you're a fucking dumbass. Like, how you train a puppy? Like, do you need to put your nose in the pee? Like, how are we going to figure this fucking shit out? All right, lady? Jesus Christ. So, she's finally figuring stuff out. But it doesn't It doesn't matter. She is such a lost cause. Like, the huge downgrade, down factor for the show, in my opinion. It's not like the actress is bad. She does a decent job. It's the writing for her. And I was like, fucking Christ. And like, she, she like, she works. She, she looks enough like Bruce Campbell without, without being like, you know, cruelly looking like Bruce Campbell. Um, but it doesn't matter. Like Bruce Campbell would be like, as Ash would be like, look, I'm going to take these three. You take these one. And she's like, got it. Has the most powerful weapon. The thing like pushes her down and she just like, uh, uh, like just slapping its face. Like, like get off of me, you. And I was like, I'm just going to drink another cup of coffee. So here we are. It. I can't give enough credit to these people uh ash versus evil dead was probably one of the most faithful the most as i said earlier ball tickling fucking show it like it is enough fan service without being like too fan servicey uh it gives you new lore it explores new things it gets into some weird parts i'm not gonna lie but you know you have to expand you can't really you can't bubble yourself or else the show's not gonna work unfortunately we only got three seasons but like with like Pablo, we're getting into like more of like the Bruja, like um, not Mexican, but like kind of like the witch magic of it all, like kind of like folk magic. So he's like able to like crack stuff and like look into things and re like re um, oh, I was going to say reiterate it, but that's not right. What is that called when you're like brought back to life? I want to say like recantation. It'll come back to me in in 30 years. So anyways, um, he's able to do all that. And we have Kelly, who's like more of a fighter and she needs to go on her own. Um, We get some like we get some cooler elements um, that we're exploring. We get more about Ash, which I really like. Um, And it all kind of fits in, you know, because like an evil dead. uh, No, not evil dead, too. I think it's an army of darkness. He's like working at like an S Mart. And that's kind of where we pick up in this first one. He's working at like sort of like a Kmart, like hardware store. And everything kind of fits in together. Everything is like a beautiful love letter. Nothing feels forced. Nothing feels um, kind of um, missing something. The first season a little bit, but they clearly got over it by the second and third season because we have so much fucking mention of army of darkness in the third season and we even get like flashbacks from evil dead uh two i believe in 
the the third season. I think even the first episode opens with a huge clip from it. And it's cool. And they go back to the cabin. And the cabin, even though it's built in New Zealand, uh, this whole show is shot in New Zealand from what I was seeing, uh, it looks picturesque. Like Obviously, it's not detail for detail. But if you're just like going off of memory, you're like, yep, that's the cabin. And they go there pretty often. It's, it shows up at least once in a, um, a season. I mean, it's, it's really cool. And you see more about like the professor from the first and the second movie. It's really neat. Um, that being said, it ends on such a fucking cliffhanger. Um, but it's perfect in the same way. We end kind of like on a Mad Max type scenario. Um, the classic, like, uh, I think it's a Pontiac, but it could be a Buick, his big boat of a car. I think it's a Pontiac. Um, it's all like Mad Max. It's got like the fucking, uh, big intake for the engine, like on the top, it's big turrets. It's got like armor. It's like plated, like steel plated around, um, around the edges. Um, the only thing like I could have said though, is like, it could have used more groovy. We end on groovy and I'm pretty sure the show started kind of on a groovy, but fuck, he says groovy. Groovy is his thing. And we never get groovy. He never kills something and goes like groovy. Like, don't overdo it 100%. But fuck, throw me a bone. Make him say it twice a season. Doesn't happen. I think the whole second season, he didn't say groovy once. And it's like, I need me some groovy. As somebody who says groovy pretty often and has only started saying it because of my adoration for the series... I was like, okay, you know, like it's a small thing, but I would have liked it. Um, and then, yeah, so he's, he's, he is in the future. That's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of where they leave it. He's in the future and, uh, you're, you're, you're introduced to this new kind of Android like character and it's like your friends, we got to get to your friends. There's nothing really left of the world. There's a few spots, but the dark ones are basically they're in control and it's like the savior's here. He says groovy and goes to drive out and the show ends and you can totally tell they were like they would have slapped a fucking stay tuned for season four but season four never happened it never happened but it was kind of cool so the dark ones come they get rid of ruby they do all this and they say it's time to test the metal of man so basically the whole time these all three seasons they've shown ash as the fucking savior in the necronomicon and it's like no matter what Everything, all the evil has to get rid of Ash because he is the the gatekeeper. He is the one that is going to keep evil in check, which is really fucking cool. But at the same time, it's such like, um, it's like, and then what happens? Like if you get rid of Ash, then what happens? Or if Ash is out for an episode, who the fuck's going to stop them? Because basically anytime Pablo or Kelly or like daughter or whoever's with them tries to stop evil, they do it. And it's like momentarily because then evil comes back. Evil goes through them. It doesn't ever work. It's always Ash that has to do it. So they're like time to test the metal of man and this big demon, this big Sandarian or whatever, Sumerian, whatever it is, demon, a Sandarian. I feel like that's like an alien from Star Wars or Star Trek. But anyways, this big demon comes up and it's huge and the army's coming in. They're like drone bombing it. They're like hitting it with tanks, everything, jet fighters. And the more they hit it, the bigger the skinny fucking king beast gets and it's like basically a kaiju-esque level threat. And it's huge. And it's getting bigger. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I'll take me some fucking some Godzilla level threats in my evil dead. Yes, please. Notch, notch, notch for Tyler. And um, basically, he's like, I can't keep running. That's like something his dad says to him in the second season. He's like, I can't keep running. So he says, Kelly, you're the boss now. You're the leader we all knew. Like, Pablo, you're El Jefe now. And, like, daughter, you got to keep the bloodline going. I love you guys. Seals the door and then takes the tank, puts the, like, the dagger, the dagger that is, like, basically, like, the, uh, uh, like, the red herring type scenario, like, thing that they never really give any credence to, but it's in all of the lore. You don't really know kind of where it came from, but it's indestructible and it fucking destroys demons instantly. Oh, sad note. RIP, give a little moment. Ruby, that fucking bitch, <laughs> destroys the chainsaw. The chainsaw that has been from Evil Dead 2 to now, she destroys it in like the last episode. And it's like, okay, like why? What the fuck? Like I, anybody could have done that. Anything could have destroyed that. Like you've seen how far those deadites can throw stuff and like how they just crush skulls. It's like anyone could have destroyed that chainsaw. The chainsaw has kind of like given credence to this myth mythicality that like it can't be destroyed and it never needs gas. But she somehow destroys it. And I was like, all right, that's where we draw the line. Whatever. So 
he takes the dagger, puts it on like this, like a uh, shell, I guess. I don't know. I'm not, it's not a torpedo. It's like a tank shell and he fires it at it and it fucking destroys it. And the thing falls on him and they basically, they seal him up and he goes to the future and he's like cryogenically frozen and he wakes up and it's kind of like, what? But they leave it on like that cliffhanger. He drives out into nowhere and it's done. And as while people are like, fuck you for not for leaving it on a cliffhanger. Evil Dead 2, if, if Army of Darkness never came, would have been a weird fucking cliffhanger. And then Evil and then Army of Darkness also ends on a cliffhanger. Like it's it's basically like we're going to make this movie. And if it's good, then we'll make something else. And it's kind of like how they end. Am I mad at stars? You better believe it. Like, should they have just been like, you know what? We'll make you a fucking TV movie. We'll throw you a fucking bone. Or here's a comic book. They're like, nope. So all of the loose ends. So we don't know what happens to Pablo. We don't know what happened to Kelly. Did they get out? Did they survive? They say your friends are there. But are they? Are they the same friends? Are they cryogenically frozen? Are they clones? We'll never know. We'll never know. And then Ash... It's like his story lives on, right? Like he is like one of those characters that he's gone to the past. Now he's gone to the future. He will always be like the savior of mankind. But Bruce Campbell quit. He's like, I'm done. I'm not playing Ash anymore. He did one last thing and it was uh, doing character voices for the video game Dead by Daylight, which I was really um, fascinated by for the last like couple of weeks, a uh, couple of weeks ago. Um and that's it. He's like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. He's like, the fans were like, give us season four on Netflix or give us season four and five, like being greedy. But <laughs> that's what I would have been too. If I was going to say like how I thought there was four or five seasons, cause I think that would have been perfect. Three seasons is great if they were to wrap it up but four seasons to five seasons. That's usually like the peak amount of time plus 30 episodes. It's not even enough for like syndication. Like you would never be able to put, I think like the, the limit is 50 episodes or something like that or 100 episodes before you can go into syndication. So unless you're watching this puppy on Netflix, you're never going to see it on TV ever again because no one's going to pick it up unless Stars is running reruns. But they should have did four or five seasons. It was like loved apparently by the network. It was getting great ratings. The viewers, the viewership was like going down. But it's a niche horror show. When do horror shows get amazing viewings? It's like on stars of all fucking channels. Who the fuck watches stars? So anyways, it's neither here nor there. I guess the amount of money they were putting into it, it wasn't paying off. But you could have made a TV movie. And how fucking classic would that have been? Because TV network TV networks don't do good TV movies anymore. And they haven't for a long time. Like Not since like the late 2000s at the very... That's being very generous. And... You could have just wrapped it up. Give me give me an hour and a half on TV or even just an hour on TV, like a full hour. We're not talking an hour slot like I'm talking a full hour. So maybe an hour and a half slot and just wrap up the story. Have him meet all the characters and be like, just end it with. And we were going to we're going to keep this fight going for until until it's over kind of thing. And we see everybody's kind of fully fleshed out. We don't need it. It leaves stuff to your imagination. I don't mind when stuff's ambiguous like that. But it's like for such a well-written, well-executed show. And I'm not even saying that because I'm hyper. I am. And it's probably helping a little bit. But it was so good. There was never an episode where I was like, there were moments maybe at best. 30 episodes, there may be like three moments. One moment per season where I was like, it's a little long in the tooth. But it literally was like five minutes of a 35-minute episode. That's all we're talking here. Otherwise... Everything is well-written. Everything's funny. Everything is like awesome. There's some scary elements. It's perfectly Evil Dead. You can't get enough Bruce Campbell. You fall in love with all the characters. The fucking effects, like the physical uh, props and effects, like practical effects are all over the place. It's a beautiful blend of practical and digital and um, using your budgets like properly. And I love the cold opens. It was so much to love about the show. Would I watch it again? Absolutely. Am I going to jump back into it after I just finish it? No. I mean, watching TV is my bane because then I don't do anything else. And I'm a very busy guy. But it was so, so good. And I wish there was more. And if if, if anything, it's just made me want to watch the, the series again. Like, I mean, like the franchise, like starting at Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and finishing with Army of Darkness just to tie it all back together. So, yeah, I'm sorry, guys, that I kept you um, going a little bit longer. But I was like, fuck, I need to do this. So um, if you couldn't tell from the beginning, the iPhone 5S speaker is 
dog taint it is bad it's good enough to capture some backup audio in case something crashes but uh, i ordered a different little mic to plug into there for interviews and such i did try out the uh, new sony recorder that i got and aside from it being a sensitive motherfucker like it is like if i touch i'm holding the machine and my thumb moves ever so slightly to move it closer to my mouth you hear like <laughs> like it is a, a it is like you're holding a microphone with your bare hand so i gotta figure that out but the sound quality I'm not going to lie. It's probably better than this, better than this microphone. <laughs> I did pay more money for that microphone, which is a little insulting, like that I had to pay so much money for such a tiny thing. But my actual podcast microphone, which I'm using right now and not the, the iPhone, which we started with, is good. It's not the best by any means. Like there are way better stuff out there. But in terms of USB microphones, I like it. Um, so again, we're going to be moving forward with some new stuff. Just between when I recorded the first part of this to now, it's like a day or two days difference. I have organized three podcasts, uh, three podcasts and three additional, like on top of that, I've organized three podcast co guests for episodes. So I'm very excited to get a conversation for one podcast back on track, back on the rails, hitting the highway, pedal to the metal. Uh, yeah. So thanks for listening to this please go check out ash versus evil dead if you are a fan and you haven't checked it out it's fucking like chef kiss delish it is wonderful um i literally peeled through three seasons in a week uh, and that's like plowing like three two to four episodes every day um well worth your time uh give the other episodes that i've done a listen if you're missing me check out my new podcast not a class project with mel and ty not so much horror um but you know we we if you like my voice we, we there's some funnies on there that's that's why i'll basically summarize it so anyways guys i know i closed out already but like as i always say stay rad be excellent to each other tyler out <laughs>